let's bring up our panelists uh, for the 110th and final episode for 2023 right here in front of you. So can we have Dr. Julia Reiser, co-founder and co-CEO of Ulu, Amy Carter-James, co-founder and chief raiser of Raise, Jonathan Lilly, entrepreneur and residence of Electro Ventures. Let's bring them up. Give them a big round of applause. Sit where you like. So we have three startup founders. We have three glasses of water. We have, I think, three microphones. So it's great. We have these really cool, groovy sofas. And I have some questions here and also... There'll be time for questions from the audience. You can do that using Slido. Find it on the, on the agenda, yeah? So we've titled this bit, The Climate for Tech, because they're all in climate tech. <sighs> but also it's got a double meaning, if you get. Uh, founder stories from 2023. All three have been in the business of using technology to alleviate climate change, whether it's cultivating seaweed to produce an alternative to plastic, or helping climate tech startups raise money, or developing and funding EV vehicle enterprises. So they're not only heroes of the startup world, they're also heroes of the planet, and it's great to have you here. So what I'm going to ask you, maybe starting with you, Jonathan, a quick intro and maybe like your own 30-second pitch frenzy. Tell us about Electro Ventures, just as a quick intro. And also, to slide into your 30 seconds, this might pull it out a bit, a quirky fact about you that maybe the audience don't know. Okay. Uh, I did warn you about that. Come you, along with a quirky did, fact. Yeah, I always did, do Charlie, it. Yeah, you did. Uh, so, yeah, Jonathan Lilly, entrepreneur in residence, um, ElectroVenture Holdings. So, a group of companies, we focus on sustainable transport. So, electric transport, air, land, and sea. A um, number of different companies we've spun up internally or invested in. Yeah. Quirky fact. Yeah, I was going to go with a little story as a kind of opener if anyone wants to have a yarn. A couple of, well, long time ago, showing my age, I was up in Lancelin. It's a little island off the shore there next to the pass. And I paddled out and I got attacked by a sea lion. Oh, I wow. I, never, I haven't shared that story in a long time. So I thought I'd just, yeah. And what you did? You punch it in the face? I actually like... put my board between and it bit onto my board and I've got a fight. It went through. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was real. It's a real deal. Yeah, it's a real deal. Whoa. And mm. then you swam ca- calmly back have to you shore. Seen, you know the cartoon where you have like yes. the run and then? Yes, yes, yes. I've never paddled so quick. Back to the boat. Awesome. The male came and circled the boat. So it's a proper story. Yeah, yeah. I think I've gone over my 30 seconds. And you've never been to Lancelin again? I had a kite surfing school there. Dun, so dun, I had to, yeah, yeah. Dun, yeah, dun, yeah, dun, yeah. Dun, well, dun, apparently dun. more people get attacked by sea lions than, than the um, men in great suits. Fact, so thank you. quite quirky. Yeah. Fantastic. Okay. Uh, now, from Ray's, tell us about yourself, quirky facts, and what are you up to? Well, I'll stick on the marine theme. Um, so I actually study marine biology as well, and very obsessed with whales. And with whales? With whales. Not the place, but... Not the place. I studied in Wales the place, okay. but no, Wales the station. Um, and yeah, whenever we've got a free moment go down to Point Piquet in the southwest and go and monitor the whales and collect data. And it's been a really good year this year with humpbacks. So that's my okay. quirky fact. Beautiful. Yeah. And sorry, tell us about Rays. So um, R-A-A-I-S-E. Yeah, two A's, Rays.co. Yeah. Has to be said with an Australian accent. Um, <laughs> yeah, so Rays is all about getting capital into climate solutions. I, I've only got... 30 seconds. So I won't yeah. go fully into my backstory. We'll get but, into it. Mm. But basically, um, was hit by the, the climate 
disaster, a climate disaster a few years ago. And, and really that sort of spun off into talking to hundreds of founders and trying to understand what the biggest challenge is to getting their climate solution scaling responsibly and quickly. And everybody kept saying it's access to capital um, because at the moment it's just incredibly difficult to, especially if you're an underserved founder, yeah. if you're female or a person of color or not well connected, it's incredibly difficult to raise capital. So Raise is a platform um, to connect with and right. find aligned investors as well as prepare for and execute a raise. Okay, so the way similar to EV Ventures, you've raised, is it a $20 million fund? Yeah, approximately. That's right, yeah. yeah. And you've done about 16 investments, 12? We're sitting on, I think, 13 now. 13? Okay, yep, cool. And Julia, tell us about Ulu. You've had an amazing time, and I think you also pitched at West Tech Fest, at Rotto Tech Fest, didn't you? In the very early days, perhaps before Ulu was even Ulu. Yes. Is that right? Right at the beginning. Yeah, maybe that's like a fact to, to tell. That's that your fact. That's your, <laughs> no, you can't steal that one. <laughs> yes, um, I was supposed to pitch a, a company that I was working for and things didn't go well and I kind of, you know, we part ways and I call Paula and say, Paula, I, I cannot do the pitch anymore. Paula Taylor, one of the yes, co-founders Paula of Taylor, West Tech yes. Fest. Yep. And it's like, sorry, Julia, you have to pitch something. And I was right. like, oh God. So I had this, this idea stuck in my head already and I was like, okay, can I just do a, you know, pre 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 seed pitch. That is fantastic. And she's like, yeah, go for it. And um, yeah, the pitch was not awesome, but it was, you know, forced me to come out of my shell and present the idea Three to the world. Three years ago? That was back in 2019. Four years ago. Yes. Okay, four years yes. ago. I remember it. I remember that pitch at Pinkies, was it? At Rotto, Rotto Tech yes. Fest. Yes. You didn't win, but you said it was like straight <laughs> out of an idea. But it's become Ulu, which yes. has since raised $8.6 million. Yes, plus some safe. We have a crowd here. <laughs> Prove we have a crowd here. Hello. The difficulty of raising uh, funds for climate techs, and look at that. Um, and we'll get to that in a minute. But tell us, tell everybody and everyone listening a little bit about Ulu. Yeah, Ulu, in a nutshell, we fermenting seaweed into a material that can replace plastic while being truly biodegradable and also helping us tackling two big problems, climate change and, and, and ocean health. So, so it's my new favorite word, asparagopsis. Is that right? Asparagopsis. Which is a red seaweed. Yeah, that's one of, one of the, you know, uh, we have more than, I think, 15,000 different species of seaweed. And right. asparagopsis is one that is quite popular in Australia at the moment. So you and must that, have yeah. had that idea. You've seen something in asparagopsis. You can make a plastic alternative out of asparagopsis from your research at UWA, is that right? No, I never worked with no. asparagopsis, but uh, during my master's back in Brazil, where I'm from, right. I used to force sea turtles to vomit seaweed. You used to force <laughs> to see which seaweeds they were eating vomit. and then telling the government now there's uh, a job which, title which you don't... parts of the reef are more important for the, for the turtles. So right. I learned about seaweed back then, mostly, you know, looking at feeding ecology of turtles and um, yeah, so, but not on the asparagospias in particular, I never worked on. Yes. So where did, the, where did that idea, Paula Taylor got you to go to Rotto, you're not now in that startup, you're going to pitch something else. This was an idea that was fermenting. Yes. In your, so what you were thinking, this seaweed, this could actually be an alternative to oil-based plastics. That was the idea right back then, four years ago. 
Yeah, so after studying sea turtles in my master's, I came to Australia in 2009, and then I've done my PhD at UWA on ocean plastic pollution, uh, right. and realizing that we need a, an alternative to plastic, and what can we use to replace fossil fuels with when it comes to plastic? You know, we produce 400 million tons of plastic every year, and yeah. so it has to be a feedstock that we can scale in a way that that's also good for the world. And uh, marine crops is the way to go. We really believe that farming more seaweed is actually good for the planet and it can give us the biomass that we need yeah. to decouple chemical production from, from fossil so fuels. When did it, so it's research, PhD, UWA, when did it become a business and you started raising money and you saw a path to commercialization? When did that happen? Yeah, so after that first pitch in 2019, in yep. 2020, I decided to just get a part-time job to pay the bill and then look for a co-founder with complementary skills, and it's Michael, which, which is seated there. Michael's Michael. here today. Hey, Michael. <laughs> that works really well on a podcast. I'm waving <laughs> yes, at Michael. Yeah, so waving it's hard, there. isn't it? <laughs> uh, and then 2020, we just work on the business model and you know, the blueprint of the business. And then early 2021, we got our angel investment funding and started right. the real working in, in okay. early 2021. And Michael's a researcher, PhD, all that jazz? No, he has a corporate finance background. So ah, very that's good. That's why he raised all that money. <laughs> nice, nice little <laughs> duo. Very good. Um, so, how's your year been, Jonathan? How's 2023 been for Electro Ventures? You actually also won an Innovation Booster Grant, I think, in the middle of the year for the Electro Wave Flyer, right? Yeah, so... Um, that was obviously the highlight. Yeah, I mean, Turbulent would be the show. Turbulent! So, yeah, which is yeah. a bit of a play on hydro. Very good. Engineering, good joke. Um, it's been good. Uh, we're obviously relatively new fund prior to that. We're a mm. number of different companies, so... The common ethos in the cohort is that, you know, we want to cross-pollinate between entities and share resources and knowledge. Yep. Um, so the idea was to um, look at individual entities. I, I, I actually came on board just over a year ago onto Electronautic. So Electric Hydrofoil, yep. check it out, electronautic.com, um, .au. We had a proof of concept, a number of prototypes, won't tell you the truth behind how advanced the prototype was at that stage. So that's the two-seater wave yeah. foil, so wave got, flyer, cool thing that exactly, gets yeah. out of the water and the exactly. minister went in it and went around yeah. the Tilda Bay yeah. for a bit. Yeah, that's okay. right. Yeah, that so that was a really awesome journey. We went from, you know, talking about um, doing that fundamental market analysis, customer needs, all the way through pretty structured um, innovation funnel that, you know, we've, we've worked on throughout the fund to, to mm. fine-tune. Um, and then got that product market fit, launched in Sydney, and first weekend, a couple of million pre-sales, and that's just grown to Whoa. close to 15 now. Um, so we've, we've put a, uh, I was running that for about about a year, um, so I stepped back from that, put a team in place. and Sorry, $15 million worth of pre-sales? Pre-orders, yeah. For Amazing the for the boat. Fly yeah. a boat, two-seater yeah, I know, thing. and that, it's like, you switch, wow. it's like you switch a tap on. And this you is what see what happens when you get an innovation booster grant? I mean, seriously. And that was the catalyst, actually. It wasn't the work wow. we did. It wasn't the product market fit. It was that innovation booster grant. Wasn't it? it was really the point of inflection, yeah. It's open was. all year round. It's open now. I mean, yeah. um, why but, wouldn't you? But in all honesty, it really did help because, <laughs> we, we, you know, developing... Technology, hardware is, is hard. Yes, hardware, that's why they call it yeah. hardware. Yeah, yeah. So it's good because you've got a motor around your business, you've got defensibility, you know, yeah. combine that with a, a, a patent portfolio. But um, 
with supply chain issues and what's been going on. So in it's the going world. to be fulfilling those 15 million is going to be the challenge. That's, <laughs> that's really, why I handed the company over. That's why you, that's why you need the cash, right? Yeah. For yeah. Uh, working capital. Yeah. So um, wow. we, yeah, we, we, we used, I mean, Electronaut was really a shining light in the portfolio at that point mm. in time. We were getting a lot of media attention. An- another six spin ups that were complementary with respect to you know sustainability and electrification yeah so we thought well let's bring them all together and diversify it as an investment opportunity and present it so that was the inception of the fund at wholesale investors and in sydney from what i'm that's amazing growth and, and congratulations thank you and it's uh, obviously also the visionary of uh, josh portlock absolutely right, behind yeah, this yeah yeah is, is an amazing guy and um couldn't be here today he's away on holiday but I get the impression Australia and WA, we're way behind on EVs, are we? We're just like way behind. In Norway, we hear 80% of, of, e, of new car sales are EVs. What's yeah. it here, 6%? I mean, yeah. we're just so, so far behind. The number we used, and I've had this in the deck actually, we're, we're looking at, you know, 5 to 50% adoption, but we're, we're just really laggards on that curve. And I get yeah. it, we're far away, but not really. When you look at the number of vehicles that are coming out of China, we're actually quite, quite close. Yeah, yeah. so... I, as you know, as a as a um, as an economy, we're not massive in terms of you mm. know the number of people, but that appetite for EVs and the in all honesty, the infrastructure for charging yeah, is, sure. that's been a, a real bottleneck, and it still is, yeah, frankly. Yeah, so yeah. Um, that's why we're looking at this approach of a holistic solution instead of just saying, well, you know, provide the vehicles. It's no good if you can't get the electrons, or if you're burning hydrocarbons to get the electrons, it just yeah. doesn't really make any sense. So, Amy, over to you. Your platform, how's it going? How's this year been? Have you done deals? Are you actually succeeding in getting investors in and backing climate tech enterprises? Yeah, it's been an an epic year. We started off the year by closing our own seed rounds. Um, So prior to that, we'd built a small platform. We were already working with some exceptional climate startups, both here in Australia as well as um, in the UK, where one of my co-founders is. Um, and we were kind of getting down, we were in the trenches, understanding kind of where we could create most value. And then this year, we've built this brand new, sparkly new platform, um, which we're super pumped with. So it's only, we're like eight weeks into beta. So it's really early. We just yesterday hit 100 startups, which is very exciting. Wow. Um, and amazing startups too, like incredible, like, uh, yeah, from electrification to, yeah, some great nature first um, startups. So that is really exciting. Um, I think next year is going to be even even more exciting yep. um, as we really push it out to our investor community. So even though we've only been live, yeah, eight weeks, there's already a couple of deals that are just about to go through. And we've also got, yeah, this engagement on the platform that's where the magic happens it's so exciting to see when like you then especially like i said an underserved founder especially female founders when they finally meet some the right type of investor who's gonna back them and you're based in in margaret river yes down in margaret river but you're getting presumably investment capital in from anywhere doesn't matter you can get anywhere um yeah so yeah by far the majority is over east, um, but also right. half of the startups are in Europe as well. Right. So okay. we're really focusing not just on Australia, but far broader and wider. Fantastic. Yeah. Now I've got to get to your raise, Julia, because you had some pretty impressive people in your cap table. You've got Taman Parler's lead singer, Kevin Parker. You've got the supermodel, Carly Kloss. So how did that happen? That's, that's unusual within your 8.6 million raises over the various raises you've done. 
Tell us that story. Yeah, so our, our lead investor for the seed round was uh, Main Sequence, um, and they have uh, a new initiative that's called Voice Capital, which is about collating influential people that are keen to share the stories and uh, ensuring that all this impact investment that uh, Main Sequence is doing is being uh, told to a broad mm. range of people. And uh, that is the guy that heads that initiative called Jason, and uh, he's been uh, introducing us to lots of, of cool people, and I think particularly with Tim Impala and, and Kevin, which are local, and mm. uh, it was quite cool that he could come and, and visit our facility, and we connected a lot, and, and it's, it's, it's very nice as, as we prepare to go to market, they can really help us uh, yep. show our product to, to, to their audiences, you know. So. And a supermodel? Yes, uh, yeah, which she's very passionate about uh, female empowerment in, in startups and wow. is a yeah, angel investor. And, um, so she invested on us as well, which is great um, because fashion is one of the areas that we want to be uh, working with. And, yeah, it's and, great. How, and what's the path to commercialization and revenues? I presume it's many, many years before you see revenues. So what, what, how far away are you from having a product that you can sell to somebody? Yeah, so and who would that somebody be or somebody's? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah so with that seed round, uh, we were able to build a test plant in Watermans Bay, which is just north of, uh, of Scarborough, and now we're producing about a kilo of material per week. Uh, okay. And that product is allowing us to do um, customer trials on packaging for cosmetics. So that's the area that we're looking more advanced around closing off takes to finance our first commercial plant, likely in Indonesia. And then some of the material is also going to Deakin University and uh, being used to create fibers with our material. And that's a dream of ours to make fabrics with our material. That one is not ready yet to, for customer trials, but it's a dream of ours to replace plastic like polyester in our clothing yeah. with, uh, with Olu. Yeah. Fantastic. So uh, I'm just looking for any questions on Slido. And there's only one question, which is your fly is undone, Charlie. So thanks for that. <laughs> really. Come to Frio. So do you have mentors? Do you have an advisory board? Do you have a committee? Do you have people you go to? This is for anybody. Um, yeah, I'll jump in. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I would definitely give a shout out to Justin Punch. He's the chair of ARENA um, and from Assembly Climate Capital. Um, and he's also one of our investors. And yeah, he's, I think he embodies a great mentor because he challenges and supports at the same, as much, it's sort of in balance. Mm. Um, and, and I think this is, just, I'm sort of answering a different question a little bit, but um, when you get the right investors on board, like when you have, not if, when mm. you have the hiccups and the problems and the delays, they turn around and like, uh, as, uh, yeah, and incredibly supportive. And we found this with all our investors and turn around and it's not, it's not pointing the finger. It's like, well, how can we help? What yeah. can we do? And do you need more capital? It's like, even when you don't ask sometimes, it's like it's to get the right people on your cap table um, and in your corner is incredible. And so we're lucky to have a lot of great mentors and, right. and advisors. And I'm coming back to you because now the questions are flooding in. Um, how do you set up your investment rounds? Uh, we are, we do have an AFSL. Well, we are a car of an AFSL yeah. um, for financial service license, but we do not, we are also very hands-off. 
Um, we connect the investors with the founders and then the investment takes place off the platform. Um, so we don't set that up ourselves. How do you make a turtle vomit? This is seriously a question. <laughs> yes, it's not very nice, but um, it led to marine conservation. So you hold the turtle upside down and then you put that a tube through the throat. It's similar to what, similar to what you do, do in, to a person. Yeah, and then you put a bit of liquid in and then you have these pieces Aww. of seaweed that comes out or plastic, which is the reason why now I'm working on a plastic replacement and then you have right. to do you the Right, you're measuring the plastics work. that got in the stomach of the turtles. You were doing a nice thing. You just weren't going around making turtles vomit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that led awesome. to good things. But yeah, <laughs> the poor turtles suffer a little bit. Yes. Um, what's it like flying in a battery-powered plane? Amazing. It's quiet. It's quiet. Thank you. <laughs> no, why not? Um, who do you look up? These are good. These are flying in now. Who do you look up to? Anybody? We're just firing them out now. Who do you look up to? Like, could be a founder, could be an investor, could be an entrepreneur. And there are so many great founders out there. Great. Um, and I feel like we're probably in the same position. We get a little, like, a little glimpse into the future. Um, and it yeah. looks really good when you're talking to climate founders. So I think there are some just incredible innovations and just like I'd love to give like Taryn from Coral Maker a shout out um, who's right. using robotics and AI to help enable corals to be able to populate in new areas really quickly and restore corals. Um, there are just so many startups like that. So they are my heroes. Great. And they're definitely why I get up in the morning. Julia, how can Yulu help us reduce plastic, not only in the ocean, but also in the river? Uh, by producing less plastic, hopefully, as, uh, as our production scale up, and also uh, supporting the ecosystem, like we see as we bring in this new material that is just a, a piece of the puzzle towards cleaner oceans and, and rivers, and there are great organizations that we work with, like the Ocean Cleanup mm. um, is deploying uh, equipment in the river and the, in, in the oceans to clean up, but also quantify what's going there and giving the data to policymakers so we can change what's happening on land and hopefully seeing a signal that's going there. But ours is, is that is low burn of bringing a better material uh, to the market that has the same performance of plastic, but is not made with fossil fuels and it doesn't create persistent pollution during production use and after disposal as well. Yeah. Jonathan, what's it, what is holding up vehicle to home bi-directional charging in WA? Uh, okay. What's holding up, so VTG, so you being able to use your vehicle to charge. Yes, go back from yeah, the vehicle back th into the there, house. There are a couple of vehicles, I believe the BYDs. The Tesla have, doesn't allow you to no, do it, right? No, they don't because of the implications around degradation of battery and the associated liability. So, mm -hmm. What's the best part about running a startup? For me, I, I thrive on uncertainty and the excitement. and I'm an adrenaline junkie, so being able to fulfill that vice through mm. work is is amazing and the people full stop yeah the people to julia what's the next step towards getting ulu involved in reducing the use of synthetic fibers in fashion and how far away are you from that scaling yeah so ulu sell what's called pellets which is the little nerdles that come out of a petrochemical company so our dream is to be like the the dow of the future and then what we're doing at the moment is shipping those little pellets to Deakin University, who has a very strong uh, team of textile engineers. 
And then we optimize in the pellet for what's called melt spinning, which is being able to you know, spin this into very tiny spaghetti. So, yeah, it, it looks like a, a fiber. And now we are on the yarn phase, which is you put all those fibers together. And hopefully by mid next year, we're going to have some fabric prototypes oh, wow. that people can touch and, and, and feel. So fingers crossed we're going to get there. Yeah. Thank you for those questions. Um, yeah, round of applause. We love rounds of applause. And, but I'm going to finish with the same questions we always finish at Startup West, which sort of gives a, a prompt to people that this podcast is now wrapping up. Jonathan, what's the single most important factor that makes a successful startup? Uh, people. People. Amy, if you were to wave your magic wand over the local tech scene, the local startup scene, what would you wish into being? More capital available for diverse founders, impact and climate founders. Perfect. We sort of asked this, Julia, who do you admire in the local tech scene, a company or a person in the local tech scene, the local startup scene here in WA? Yes, I will name a, a neighbor of mine, the same uh, research institute that is leading Green Gravel, which is about uh, brewing, uh, putting little baby kelp in a little rock and, and reforestate, like do reforestation projects in, in, in Australia. And Jonathan, how can anyone help who's listening to this help you? If you want to become involved in sustainable transport, we are always raising. So, yeah, give us some money. And I think I'm going to ask that to everybody. Amy, raise. how can anyone listening or in the audience help you? Um, right now is just sign up. Sign up to raise. Sign up to raise. Yep, it's free. I'd love yeah. if you're a startup. Or you can start up with how much money can you start investing on raise or get involved? It all depends on the founders. You need to be a sophisticated investor okay. to invest. Um, and it depends what the minimum ticket is for that, okay. for that round, for right. that startup. Cool. But I, I would guess it around 5K might be the very, very bottom. Okay, that's approachable, dealable. Julia, how can we help you? I think to help our cause, we're creating this new material, but we need a better ecosystem for the material to really deliver value. So it's really lobbying for better composting systems where both our waste, uh, food waste, and these new materials that compost can go into, and then we create a truly bioeconomy rather than sending food waste and potentially ulu to landfill because that creates methane. So we wanna we don't want to landfills anymore. We need composting systems. Absolutely. And the final question for all of you, what are your plans for Christmas and the new year? Relaxing, sailing, surfing, ocean, yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> Pretty much the same. The same. <laughs> yeah. Lots of time with the kids and by the ocean and on the ocean. Also, staying home with my cats and going for more ocean swims and chilling out for Absolutely. a couple of weeks. Fantastic panel uh, at Frio Startup Fest this year and to finish off the Startup West podcast. Julia, Amy and Jonathan, thank you so much. Thank you.